Thanks for tuning in to Entertainment News Break on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash lgrnetwork. And please, leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everybody. Tracks like who's that? I'm new, come back better than last year. It's a new me, never gonna look back. Never gonna look back. Cause damn, I was built to last. You move slow and I move fast. And that's facts. Only I can make a change. Slowly take a step today. I will never be the same. Cause that's what it takes. How's everybody doing? What's crack a lacking, man? Everybody out there in the chat already, Adelia. We got Matt Munoz out there doing the thing and producer behind the scenes and everything else. Uh, this is going to be a sad one for me, Dagan. This is going to be a sad entertainment news break. Because, sad? Uh, mm. Yeah, man, because... Okay. Uh, what is my bidding, my master? Uh, that didn't come around. That uh, didn't come out very good. But uh, yeah, the I voice of... Uh, the voice of Darth Vader has officially retired. James Earl Jones. Uh, obviously, I love the man, James Earl Jones. I love the character Darth Vader. You see a bear that is made after Vader hanging up behind me. He's on a poster behind me. Uh, one of my favorite characters of all time. I am represented by wearing the all black tonight. Uh, for that reason, for uh, sweet vader the voice of vader officially retiring of course they've got all kinds Should've of worn like, a shirt yeah, yeah. there he yeah, is yeah. of course they've got all the uh things uh like you know voices that he's done over the years and stuff so they'll probably be able to use them if they do any kind of small things with vader uh going forward but we shall see uh what they choose to do and what they choose not to do that and that we'll go over that a little bit more i just wanted to start off with that because that kicking off with that it's not even characters. not even the Biggest news story of the the uh, century, really. We'll, we'll get to that as well. You know what yeah, it is, though? So. The New yeah. York Yankees clinching the American League East, baby. Oh, Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Wow. wow, this is entertaining news break. This ain't the uh, baseball uh, <laughs> show. But uh, with that being said, I hope everybody's having a great day. I'm glad to have Dagan back uh, by my side. Uh, he got hit with the COVID, and I got hit with the COVID like the Eesh. week before he did. Yeah, it's bad uh, timing. So so we've been having to deal, deal with all that. Uh, but thank you guys for uh, watching the show and everything. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the channel. Uh, this is like one of your first times coming over here. If not first time, still subscribe to the channel. Won't hurt nothing. Don't cost you anything. Uh, we do have a Discord that you can join for a little as a dollar uh, to hang out with us and stuff like that. So we got all that stuff going on and uh, all kinds of shows that we have. Uh, we also, like I said, have Matt in the back. Uh, if you do want to call in about a certain topic or whatever that we talk about or something that we may be missing that we may not be talking about on tonight's show, uh, more than welcome to call in. There's the number right there for that uh, to be able to call in and uh, speak your mind about anything happening in the entertainment world. Uh, yeah, with all that being said, man, let's get started. We always start off do it. from the top with uh, the box office and Yes, With sir. the box office, uh, top five box office this week. Don't worry, darling. Uh, coming out of you know Warner Brothers movies, coming out. Um, a lot of people was talking 
even saying some bad things about it. I know Dagan hates it because it got like a, you know, a 20 hour standing ovation uh, not so long ago. You should uh, give me all... a 20 hour standing ovation for having to sit through that movie. That was uh, that was rough there at the end. Okay, I got not, you. And then we got fan. the <laughs> coming in at number two is The Woman King, which I've heard a lot of good things about. It started off pretty strong last week. I need to see uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually garnered over 36 million in the first couple of weeks wow. of being out, which is pretty good. Avatar comes out with number three. Uh, old movie, 13 years ago, comes out and makes over $10 million at the box office. Box office starting to kick up a little bit. Uh, but there for like a month, we were having things that's five and six million top in the box office. Top Gun Maverick. Three. Oh, wait. Yeah, no. we got three things <laughs> that was over two, uh, over 10 million. Uh, top Gun Maverick is not in this top five because Barbarian's still hanging on strong at o- almost $5 million. Uh, it actually went up from last week. Or no, it went down, only dropped down like 25. But like it actually, I think, made a little more money or something. It's not uh, bad, though, really. This week. Yeah, and it's made over $28 million in the box office. Yeah, it's uh, pretty good. Cool little horror movie there. And see how they run. Uh, it's coming in just under $2 million, uh, with a grand total uh, since it's been in the box office over $6 million, uh, and everything else. But, like, yeah, man, those uh, movies, like The Woman King, I didn't think was going to drop off very far. Avatar making over $10 million is a little surprising. Uh, Don't Worry Darling to me is the biggest surprise because it almost made $20 million. And with all the like controversy and stuff that was happening yes. in that movie before it came <laughs> out. So like uh, with that being said, Dagan, any surprises, anything you want us to talk about with the top five in the box office? Not really. You knew Don't Worry Darling was going to get, you know, a little bit. It was probably going to be at the top just, you know, because of the controversy and people wanting to go see at least if the movie was good. I can confirm that the controversy surrounding the movie was way more interesting than the, the movie itself. Uh, I, I agree, I think, with most of the people that have now seen it, that uh, it is an interesting concept. At first, I'll give spoiler-free, uh, just in case you want to see it, but I don't recommend it. Uh, it you know, it, it's, a, it's, it's very uh, disappointing at the end, at least uh, from what I consider. It has some good ideas, great performances from Florence Pugh and Chris Pine, I will give it that. But, uh, yeah, I think that this is probably going to be a movie that uh, tapers off hard in the second week. Um, because people are now actually starting to see it and realizing that it's uh, not very good. So there you go. Uh, that's my Yeah, my so what you're saying is it ain't going to yeah. be like uh, we're, we're not going to have a good word of mouth like a movie like The Barbarian. No, or I don't think like so. that's gotten so far. So like uh, even like Black Phone earlier this year uh, that came out. Pearl. I still got to see Pearl as uh, well. That's I'm one of the movies that I do got to see. I might try yeah. to jump on there. Uh, and see that, yeah, with X being so good, it them not being in the top five is is pretty shocking. Uh, yeah, what is it like? Uh, what did it come in number seven or something? Yeah, yeah. So it's down there yeah. on the list. It didn't make a lot of money uh, this shame. past weekend, but like that X was so good. Uh, Pearl, I really want to see because of that, and I thought more people would probably go out uh, because X, you know, is pretty like high regarded as far as like a pretty good movie this year that's came out. Yeah, and I think this movie's getting really good reviews as well. I hear it's great. I still got to go see it. Um, and you never know. Maybe with the spooky season right around the corner here, the people will actually check this thing out. Maybe that's this is a movie that will benefit from word of mouth and actually uh, climb up the box office a little bit. So we'll see. All right, so let's move on to the uh, next order of business. This is a big and one. That is, yeah, this is... It's a big breaking yeah, news story yeah, earlier. This, this right today, here, man. baby. Uh, Hugh Jackman is back as Wolverine for Deadpool what? 3. 
Uh, Ryan Riddles made it official on the social media on Tuesday. Hugh Jackman is returning to the role of Wolverine for Deadpool 3, which now has a release date of September the 6th of 2024, so like three days before my birthday. Uh, I've, nice. uh, I've had to really re, uh, search my soul on this one. His first appearance in the MCU obviously needs to feel special. We need to stay true to the character, find new depth, motivation, meaning. Every Deadpool needs to stand out and stand apart. It's been an incredible challenge that has forced me to reach down deep inside, and I I have nothing, yeah, just completely empty here and terrifying, but we did have one idea, Reynolds said in this video, before Jackman walked by in the background. Hey, Hugh, you want to play Wolverine one more time? Yeah, sure, Ryan Jackman replied. The video ended with Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You, and <laughs> tag Deadpool's logo appears and is quickly sliced up by the uh, Adamantium Claws of Wolverine. Uh, Sean Libby, who made The Free Guy and The Adam Project, where Reynolds is directing Deadpool 3. Uh, Reese and Wernick, who wrote the first two Deadpool films, returned to write the third. Uh, Reese previously confirmed that Deadpool 3 will remain uh, R-rated, even if it officially joins the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is known for being more family-friendly. So with that being said, Dagan, like, what do you think about the man returning for Deadpool 3? This is big, man. Uh, this is something that I kind of like, you know, I always had mixed feelings on maybe the return if he if he were to ever come back and play this character, considering how great of a send off we got in Logan. I mean, that was like the perfect end to that character and everything. And so I I always kind of wanted to to you know if he were to come back at all. I remember I think a buddy of mine asked me that like when this when Logan was out like. You know, would you ever want to see him come back? And my answer, I think, was something along the lines of if it was in Deadpool and it played off for more of comedic purposes, which I'm sure this is what it's going to be. Um, now that we have the MCU and the multiverse and all this stuff, uh, I, I also wouldn't mind if he shows up in some other multiverse secret wars or whatever the heck it, it might be. Um, this is cool. I think this gives him at least one more opportunity to play this character. Uh, considering that uh, they don't, the, with the rights and the contracts and everything, the way that they are, they can't make a new X-Men movie with new actors until 2025. Uh, so, you know, they have to kind of use the old actors. That's why we, spoiler alert for Doctor Strange, which is a many, many month old movie now, uh, with Patrick Stewart returning as Professor X and that, that's why we got that. Uh, and it's why we haven't had any new casting of X-Men or any announcements of that. So this is a great way to think tied us over, tied fans over, you know, especially with, with Patrick Stewart and everything. And now with, with Hugh Jackman here, this is, this is awesome. I'm already, this is like one of my most anticipated movies of the next phase of the MCU. Cause technically it is in the MCU. And I think it's going to be like the first R rated movie in the, in the series. So um, very, very exciting for sure. And uh, I'm really, really hyped to see to see Hugh Jackman come back because I'm sure this is just going to be he's going to just come to have fun. Not so much like Logan, where it's much more serious and like story driven. This is just going to he's just going to go out there and do all sorts of jokes and uh, have fun with Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. So I'm hyped for it. What about you? Justin? Yeah, man, I, I totally agree. Like, but my biggest thing is that the fact that they're letting Deadpool still be rated R was like my biggest thing that I wanted to see. Now, with this being said, there's an interesting comic book series. Like, uh, I think it may be in the what if, but it may not be. It may have been just actually them going at it because they both are in Marvel, so they could have had them. But there's like a cool thing where Wolverine and Deadpool actually fight each other. And the interesting part about them fighting is that uh, they do have a couple of differences in their like superpowers, but they are very yeah. similar. 
they're both like, indestructible. They heal very quick and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, you basically have to like melt them down to nothing yeah. to probably truly kill them. And uh, so it's pretty cool and interesting, like them two possibly going at it. Like, I actually think you said funny, which they could still have fun and have jokes and everything during a very serious movie. And I think the Deadpools, that's one of the things that's great about the Deadpool movie so far is that they have been able to do that. They have very serious undertones. Good balance. With a bunch of yeah. jokes. A really good, yeah, mm-hmm. really good balance. And I think it would be really cool if, like, he comes back hardcore. I'm talking about Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. But he's coming, and uh, for whatever reason, him and Deadpool have to go against each other. To you fight. I'm sure they uh, will, yeah. I think it's going to be one of those things where they, they fight and then – they kill each other and then they realize they have to team up and be, you know, buddies. Yeah, exactly. That's probably <laughs> what direction they would go in. Yeah. I actually think it would be cool if they, that was the final battle of the movie, them two actually fighting each other. But I doubt they go that route. Yeah. It'd be interesting <laughs> if they did, but I doubt they go that route. It's probably yeah. going to be more along the lines. They meet for whatever reason. They, they're like, whatever's going on, they get in a fight and a battle. And then whenever they're done, like you said, there's a bigger evil out there that they have to take out. Yeah and everything else and then they team up to do that so and like i hope it's just not a cameo i hope it's a true 100 like him being a decent part of the movie he don't have to be in every second of the be. movie but it'd be cool like if he's yeah. a lot in the movie because Hugh jackman's a good actor and he's played wolverine very well that's one of the bright spots from like fox having you know that whole like part of the mcu at that time with x-men and stuff is i think Hugh jackman was a bright spot in that whole thing you know obviously yeah. professor x and stuff like that as well but uh, that's pretty much it. And then yeah, we and, go and from he's also what? like uh no, I want I want to keep talking about this for, for a minute because it's yeah, it is it is super exciting, but uh I think that like uh him yeah, I it's just I, I totally just had a brain fart. I'm sorry, Justin. You tried to tried to swerve the conversation too fast out of there and I, I lost my train of thought, but it had something to do with X-Men and, and Hugh Jackman and Logan and I don't I don't know, I forget. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, but um, with yeah. that mystery being solved, because everybody was kind of like, because my, man, uh, because my man over there at Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds, had been kind of like hinting at it, taking pictures with him and stuff. So that's been a mystery the whole yeah. time. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Now I remember what I was going to say. All right. So uh, it, it had to do with him being in the movie. I don't think they would have announced Hugh Jackman as returning in this way. I know they kind of announced it in sort of a funny manner, but I don't think they would have like emphasized it if he wasn't going to be in this movie for most of the movie. So yes, Brandy, the COVID brain fog is hitting me. Something like that. Yes. But with that mystery solved, we got another mystery that hasn't totally been solved. There we go. Moving on to the next topic with James Bond. Uh, The search for the new James Bond is obviously underway. Uh, Series uh, producers, Barbara Broccoli. I don't even know how you get a last name like that. Like literally it's spelled like the damn vegetable. And Michael G. Wilson <laughs> told Verratti that the search is still it's an old name. in its early yeah. days, but that whoever lands the role has to be in it for the long haul, which I find interesting. Yeah. So like you're not going to be able to sign probably for like a two or three movie deal, probably going to be at least a four or five or six movie deal. And despite landing the role of uh, 007 being considered one of the biggest jobs in Hollywood, they said they still have to pitch prospective actors on the part. Uh, Broccoli and Wilson said the most young actors – think they want to play Bond, but don't fully comprehend a commitment of carrying a franchise across many years. A lot of people think, oh, yeah, it'd be fun to do one. Probably said, well, that ain't going to work because you ain't going to just do one. Uh, And while the search continues, Broccoli and Wilson have been focused on the upcoming Amazon Prime video adventure reality show, 007's Road to a Million. 
a Bond style spin on a race around the world. They are producing the eight part series alongside 72 films at MGM Studios. Probably says the show is now in production and it looks uh, it's looking really great. So with that being said, man, looking for James Bond. I personally am not a huge James Bond fan. So like I don't oh, know. Get out of because here. of that, I really don't know who I would want to put in the role, who I'd want to take over as James Bond. But like, do you have someone out there that you would be like, oh, this would be cool. I got, I got a name. Role. Okay. Yeah, I, I do have a name. I'm, I am like, unlike you, I'm a big James Bond fan. Yes, this William is correct here. Uh, I, I am a big fan of this franchise. I thought No Time to Die was a great way to sort of reset and take a break from the James Bond universe for a while, which is exactly, I think, what they're doing. They're going to really take their time. It's going to take them a couple years before they decide who they want next. Uh, obviously, they have to be in it for the long haul. Um, and I think the report also was saying that they're going to focus on casting the villain first before they, which is kind of interesting. So, I mean, they, they've had some really great villains in this franchise recently with, uh, you know, with uh, the one from Casino Royale. I'm, I'm forgetting. Le Chiffre, he was great. Uh, and then you had... Uh, Mr. Call it uh, coin flip guy from No Country for Old Men uh, in Skyfall that was also very good. I forget the name of his character, but uh, I am I got a name, and I, it's somebody that I, I think needs to be after. Uh, oh, okay, we're we're being distracted here in the chat. Uh, get that off the screen so I can say my bit, Justin. I got a name for you guys. You ready, John Boyega? I think this is a guy that did Disney done wrong was supposed to be a big player in the Star Wars and then just got shuffled off to the side. Uh, this guy, I think, would be an awesome James Bond. People were talking about Idris Elba. Uh, Idris Elba has kind of come out there in the public and said, I, I don't I don't think I want to be Bond. It's, I think, you know, he's a little too old for the part at this point. Uh, it, I would love to see him there, but I, I think he would have to only do like one or two movies uh, because of his age and everything. And obviously they want somebody for several movies, 10 to 12 years, I think they said. And, and John Boyega is young. He's like 30 years old. You know, if you can't get Idris Elba, like, and you want to cast an actor of color, I think John Boyega is, is really great. He showed his chops in Star Wars, but just wasn't given enough to shine. And I like this idea of having Pierce Brosnan as the villain. That would be really fascinating. Somebody that has also recently come out and sort of, buried the franchise a bit and said, oh, Daniel Craig was great, but the the move, the most recent movies, I liked Skyfall, but all the other ones were bad kind of thing. And so having him like that, you know, it's a work, Justin, everything's a work, right? So to have him come and, and play the villain opposite John Boyega, that's, that's my dream casting for the next James Bond. I'm going to be, I actually thinking about this as you talked about it, uh, because I have seen Bond films, it's not like I'm like a Bond hater or anything. I'm just not like I I'm not a big action franchise uh, person, to be honest with you, like huge with that. Like back in the day when I was young, maybe watching some John claude Van Damme movies or Arnold movies or something like that. But with that being said, one person because like because I am going to ask you a question or like pose something because like sadly, sadly, this kind of question would have to be asked if they were to do this. But mm -hmm. I actually thinking of the guy who's playing Andor right now, Diego Luna. Oh, Diego because Luna, that would be Di really interesting. Diego Luna is like a very like because Bond to me mm. is like a really calm, cool, and collected guy, like not not super brash or 
or overly emotional. Yeah, you know what Latino I'm saying? Like James always, Bond, though, man. He's he kind of has to be British. Can Diego Luna put on a British accent? I, I don't know. I don't know. But, like, but my thing <laughs> is, is like his kind of mannerisms and style and everything else. And I think it's cool. Like when you say color, I think sometimes the the Mexican and Latino part of that gets overlooked because there that that's another you know hiring I'm, an actor. I'm gonna of throw color. this one. Yeah, I'm gonna throw this one back at you, Justin. Though Diego. Luna, I think, would be much better as a villain, a James Bond villain, because of what you say, that calm, cool, collected sort of thing would be great for Bond. Like, Bond villains, I always think are the best, like, when they're super, like, Goldfinger was very, I mean, yes, we expect you to die, that line and everything, but, like, some of these villains are very calm and collected, and Le Chiffre was that, that way for Casino Royale. Right, and I think Bond's uh, the same way. That's... The boisterous, like, Christopher Walken-type villains are fun, too. But like Diego Luna, very comic collective, and then he's murderous, you know. And Bond, he just Bond has to thwart him. I, I would kind of prefer to see him, Diego Luna as the villain, but it's an interesting, interesting name you throw out there, Justin. No, nah, like I said, because like when you watch the movies, uh, Diego Luna kind of personifies like James Bond to me, just because of the relaxed nature that he has and everything else. Like he's not, like I said, overly emotional or anything. But with that being said, it's like I said, when you bring up what you brought up, you brought up two. Uh, men of color whenever you were talking about like doing the whole James Bond thing. I think they got to switch it up. And and, yeah, I I kind of agree with you because like, Hey, it's the time to probably do it at this point. But with that being said, what kind of like backlash do you think would happen if it's not (laughs) the internet would lose their mind? The internet's going to lose their mind. The internet got so mad. I remember like before it was cool when the the internet got mad. They got so mad that Daniel Craig was cast because he was blonde. It was like, oh, God, how dare they cast a blonde man, a white so, blonde yeah, man as James Bond. Well, that's so dumb because so, you could get some Just for Men or whatever and color it black or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you can actually dye the guy's hair, but, like. You can, uh, and they kept it blonde, which was fine. But, like, if people get are all pissed off 15 years ago because uh, James Bond's hair was okay. different, I can't even imagine what. But you know what? These people are are – Stuck in the past, and it's time for change. And we need a we need a man of color as as James Bond. Well, I, I, agree with I, you. I firmly agree. Now, yes, I firmly. Believe. What do you think will make the internet go combust in the flames or whatever more that they pick a man of color to be James Bond or they pick a woman to play the 007 character? I think that the level of backlash would be equal, but I'm I'm actually gonna gonna make a point and I, I don't want it to sound horrible but i think the, the producers have said that james bond is going to remain a man uh you know the the number thing i actually thought that was really clever way to do it in the most recent james bond movie where it's the the number like the agent number uh 007 is given to a a, a female like that's fine because again it's just a number i think he even says that in one of these movies right uh he's like it's just a number so I, I'm much prefer that than like Jane Bond or whatever it's going to be. Um, no. I don't. I don't think that we that that. I would uh, hate that name. I don't. I wouldn't mind them. Just because it's it's the character. Look. It's like would you would cast a female Darth Vader? You know, we'll get to that conversation. But like, well, because you know what that I mean? character. Well, I mean, like it's different though, because like Vader is Vader, right? Like you can't really but change it's him the way. It's, 
But you sure, but a, so it's written in the novel. Put a female villain you know, out there, which I'd be super cool with. Oh, but, that'd be and they and they've had female villains in Bond movies before. It's been great. So right. well, uh, Tomkin Johnson like in, in uh, Goldeneye with, um, with Vader, who we were about to talk well, that about too. anyway. Yeah, it's like. You can't really change that from a male to a female because, like, that's just a character, and when that character dies, it's over, right? You can't change that around. Yeah. It's not like James Bond because James Bond's is really like, I, it's almost like a thing that gets passed down. It's like from generation to generation type of deal. So, like, I can see where it changes, but it is what it is. But yeah, like, I, I am I not am watching much, if they pick I, a female for <laughs> if they pick a female to be. The James Bond character, the lead character, they better not say Jane Bond or it's over. I no, no. No, I, I'd much prefer a, a, a man of color, I think, to to play the role next. I think that that's what, what we need for sure. Deal with a great point. Deal with a great put. Women can be named James. Ryan Reynolds has a daughter named James. Like that, that is it's interesting. not a very popular okay. name for the on the on the woman side of things, but like shit, man, I mean, really and truly, you could be named anything. I'm going to throw another name into the mix here. Uh, Dev Patel from Slumdog Millionaire. Uh, another British, uh, Indian British actor. So that, that would be another interesting way they could go with it, you know. Um, ha- having having him come in and play. That's another name I see thrown out there into the mix once in a while. And again, young. Like, the next guy has to be, like, I think early 30s. You know, I guess I'm available. I'll cast myself. I'll play James Bond. I'll, I'll be the uh, you know the the uh, progressive. No, I'm a I'm a I'm a white man from Vermont. I'm not I'm not gonna be. No, no. I mean, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Don't give up on yourself, man. Have 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 some pride. But do I got I got to have you do one thing. What's that? I need you to like pull your shirt back and show me your. No, dog, ain't happening. It's not no. happening. No, nah, no. I nah, I need to I need to go you to town and be... kettlebells. Yeah. You ain't got to be swole or nothing, digging, <laughs> but you got to have a little bit of a bicep at least. I just, I think I just lost like 10 pounds uh, through this bout of COVID that I had last week. So, bro, I ain't no telling. I'll, I'll get back in there. I'm getting back in. I can't eat sugar. Yeah. Not just because of COVID. Eesh, I can't yeah. eat sugar right now. So, like, that's big difference for me. But let's go ahead, hit it proper. I did say something about this at the very beginning of the episode because this is a big thing for me. My mm-hmm. favorite franchise in the whole world, Star Wars. And Star Wars is knocking it out of the park with Andor right now. To me, it's a great show. Uh, I love it. Book of Bubba Fett to me is probably their weakest show that they've done so far under the Star Wars banner. And it's still yeah. like a fun, it's still a fun show to me. Like, even though it's the weakest, like it's the weakest out of a bunch live of live action shows so far. Talking. Yeah, Man- yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, yeah, but all these shows are knocking it out of the park to me. Like the ones, and I'm excited for the ones coming up. And I think uh Obi-Wan even did really good. Obi Wan was good, yeah. Was. I, th- I and think uh, Andor, man, Andor though could be the best one of them all so far. I'm but I don't know, man. I might have would have teared up, Dagan. I might have would have teared up if I would have known that Obi Wan was going to be the last time that James Earl Jones ever actually voiced Darth Vader. Like I said, they could have little small things that happens. Do I break it to him now? Other movies, but the uh, voice of Darth Vader yeah. is retiring. But that doesn't mean that we'll never hear the voice of the iconic character. James Earl Jones has signed over his voice rights to Lucasfilm uh, and, and company who previously worked on the Book of Bubba Fett and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Both companies will still reportedly discuss their plans for Vader with Jones. He does advice on how to stay on the right course. The news is bittersweet for Star Wars fans, but with the note that James is still kept uh, in the know about plans for the character, it does appear that Vader's time in the franchise is nowhere near an end. Aiden Christensen is reportedly returning as the character, and Ahsoka 
and there may be more to come. Whoa. Now that now I that's probably gonna be a flashback. I almost got yeah. super hard and excited right there. Uh, or or that, ghost. Like, maybe but, because like in canon, Hayden Christensen is the ghost of Darth Vader. So do we yeah, see I mean, it could be. her could communicate be, uh, with the ghost? That's what I want to yeah. know. It obviously could be, uh, but like I said, like, it's kind of bittersweet. James Earl Jones is like, man, I, that dude's, I can't believe, like, he's old as, I don't know, man. Like, he, he's got to be old. Like, he 90, old. 93, I think. Yeah, yeah, Somebody he, correct he, he me in the chat. I was like a youngster watching the Star Wars films, like, and he was already seemed kind of old. So he's got to be, like, up there in age and everything. I appreciate what he's doing, where he's going ahead and signing that off so that they could use uh, his voice and stuff going forward. Thank you, James Earl Jones. Thank you for everything. 92. He'll be he'll be 92 yeah. in January. Yeah. But thank you, James Earl Jones, for everything that you've done for the Star Wars yes. franchise. He's always been a great guy. He's one of those guys that, like I was talking about, another uh, person on one of our last entertainment news breaks, uh, Warwick Davis, how great of a guy he was and stuff like that and pioneer for Star Wars. And James Earl Jones has uh, been that guy. He's never been ashamed of being the voice of Vader. You know, he could have been bitter, you know, because he was the voice of Vader, but not the actual actor that played Vader and all this kind of stuff. And he could have brought up like, you know, he could have been salty about that and everything, but he's never like showcased any of that. He's always just been no, happy. Very to humble. The, yeah, always very humble. Yeah. Very humble and happy to be the voice uh, of Darth Vader. And I appreciate everything that man has done. And like I said, he's one of those guys that like, if you want to pick someone in Hollywood that you could be proud of for what Hollywood for people. Yeah but to be proud of for what they've done for others and, and, and everything else and just being a good person in Hollywood, which obviously with some of these cats, like it's not very common. Uh, James Earl Jones is one of those people that you, they could be the, your hero. You know what I'm saying? They could be uh, someone you really believe in and you don't have to worry about them letting you down. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to worry about yeah. a couple of years from now, a news story coming out. Uh, to really kind of knock them back because like, oh, so-and-so did this, you know what I'm saying? And it's so sad that a lot of the, a lot of the times that that stuff is happening in the world of Hollywood. But yeah, man, do you have anything you want to say about the yeah, uh, great and wonderful voice of Darth Vader? I think you're absolutely right. Everything you just said there, Justin. I think uh, Brandy, uh, tell us in the chat or not, I think she's gotten to meet him before and just he seems like just the nicest, sweetest guy. So um, yeah, I, I am definitely, it's bittersweet, as you said, that this, that this is, uh, going down, but like, you know, I think it's time. Uh, I, I hate to burst your bubble, Justin, but, uh, that was not James Earl Jones in Obi-Wan. That was this new AI technology that they're using. Uh, if you compare it, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Cause like, I just put on Rogue One, uh, recently, like last week before Andor, I wanted to revisit it, and I, I wrote up an article for the website, which you can check out, Top 5 Moments from Rogue One. Um, but uh, I, I uh, definitely noticed, like, when he, because that was actually him recording the lines for Vader, and that don't, the, the robot chicken writers that came in to write that one line, uh, don't forget to choke, a, or don't uh, choke on your aspiration, <laughs> I think, as he's choking, the guy out that was certainly James Earl Jones. And you could tell even at that point, you know, uh, six, seven years ago now uh, that uh, he was aging in very, you know, rougher, deeper type of voice. And then in Obi-Wan, it sounds like, you know, him from the seventies. So um, it's kind of obvious that they're using this technology to sort of do it. But uh, I guess he is also there to sort of consult and guide the, the designers, the the audio designers, 
uh, through this process and like, oh yeah, he would sound like this here and he would sound like that there so they can tweak the, the technology. I'm sure it's this, you know, multi-million dollar technology that they're using. But uh, it is interesting to note that like, you know, we're going to get Vader for you know hundreds of years because Lucasfilm now owns the voice rights and he can show up in all sorts of stuff. And even like, you know, I, I, I wrote in that article, I was like, I wouldn't mind seeing a series of just Vader, like just wiping out Jedi, you know, just like hunting down and like some of that comic book stuff. Like there was a great Darth Vader comic book uh, that's been, been uh, releasing issues over the past few years. And like something like that would be really cool. Like a, a six to eight episode mini series, Disney plus, where it's just Vader, just murdering dudes you know, like how awesome would that be, Justin? Like you as a Vader yeah. fan, and they could use this technology as his voice. And I don't. I would watch the hell out of it and have a super fun. Some of my favorite things about the Obi Wan show is like he's walking down the street and he like breaks he's choking breaks that guy's, kid. Yeah, when yeah. he breaks a guy's <laughs> neck and then like uh, cho- or choking out this guy. He's choking out the, the old dude running out and then yeah to save his dad. Yeah. Oh. That is. Just does Brutal. it without even thinking about it. Just like yeah. some fun stuff there. And it'd be fun to see a lot more of that stuff. But like to be honest with you, I'm not rooting for it. I want like newer stories. You don't like, need I'm, it, but even I though wouldn't Andor, mind it. <laughs> even though Andor is a character that we saw, like you said, in Rogue One, Andor is a different type of story being told in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. That's what that's what I loved about the first three episodes of Andor was that the simple fact this is a story. That even though it's told with a character that we know, and even though it's told during a time period that we know, it's a different style of story that we haven't seen in Star Wars. Like the underbellies, the the inner workings of like what it takes to be a rebellion and how hard it is to actually be uh, the leader of a rebellion, trying to earn that, trying to get your right, get your freedom per se. But yet at the same time, you have to make those tough decisions. And sometimes those decisions you know, aren't good decisions either way, no matter what choice you make uh, and everything else. So like, that's what I'm loving about that series. <clears throat> but yeah. speaking of series, uh, we got Apple TV won a bidding war uh, from the new series from Vince Gill- uh, Gilligan, who is the guy. Now, now AMC. Like, yeah. yeah, he did not. <laughs> uh, this is not the guy who invented Gilligan's Island. Uh, this totally different guy. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, he is the guy who helped create the uh, the rating hits Breaking Bad and was a co-creator for Better Call Saul yes. uh, and everything else. So there was a bidding war out there. He's got a new series that's going to be coming out. Uh, <clears throat> and at least eight networks were trying to get it. And like I said, Apple TV Plus uh, actually won. Uh, and yeah, he's going to be coming out with a brand new series, uh, which has got to be pretty exciting because the two series that he's worked on. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, some people will say is some of the best television out there. Uh, there's uh, probably Game of Thrones, just a few other things out there that could be put up there as far as popularity and what a lot of people, like a lot of fans and everything of like certain yeah. yes, TV series and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, man, what do you think uh, yeah, I, about Home Dude coming out with a new series? I still swear by Breaking Bad and Be- and Better Call Saul now as well being the greatest television shows of all time. Uh, beating out Game of Thrones in the sense that the ending doesn't suck and is very, very good. So uh, I I think that that still stands, stands out. Uh, this is very exciting. It's interesting to see it uh, end up on Apple TV because uh, that, you know, that there's some stuff on Apple TV like uh, Severance. Uh, that show is awesome. Like I highly recommend that. Not not enough people talking about that show. 
Um, that's on there. But I think the the key detail here that stands out is uh, Rhea Seahorn, uh, who's just incredible. Uh, she stole the show really a lot of the time on Better Call Saul. Not not to discount any of the other great stuff on that show, but she was certainly one of the fan favorites, one of the highlights of that show. And so I, I want to see Rhea uh, get as much work as possible here. And to come back and work with Vince Gilligan again is great. And I think from, from what I gather from what Gilligan has said in interviews and stuff, this is uh, unlike Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, which was very like grounded in reality and like all, all sorts of still very drama and like uh, true crime kind of deal. Uh, the next series is going to be a little bit more supernatural and harken back to some of the stuff that he did on uh, X-Files. Uh, if you didn't know, Vince Gilligan worked on that show way back in the day. So uh, to, maybe like a Rhea Seahorn, kind of like uh you know, uh, uh, an investigator of the paranormal or something. I could see see that be being the case here. That'd be kind of interesting. But whatever it is, I think you know he's uh, he's set a really high bar. This Vince Gilligan with uh, with Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. So it's going to be tough to live up to that. But I think doing something different and and something yeah. a little bit more, uh, you know, brings, can have a little bit more fun to explore some of the the more not so realistic elements of, of whatever it is, the story is going to include. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Talking about, and and we'll we'll move into the next thing, which is talking about franchises that just won't die. Like it won't um, go away. We we got (laughs) literally franchise. We've got uh, like, you know, top gun coming out years afterwards, uh, avatar trying to make a new movie years at, you know, all this stuff, but like franchises that won't die. Final destination, is having a sixth movie come out. Sixth, and six of these things, bro. But you know what? After reading this story, uh, I actually think this—if you want to get a movie made, if you want to have the people, <laughs> this, this that, is something like, are going to say yes or no to your movie being made. <laughs> this is the way to do it. So these guys, uh, Zach and Adam, got together and they were on a Zoom call. And they were making their final pitch to New Line Cinema, the executives and producers. And they had a burning fireplace behind them. As they wrapped up the meat and the fire came alive and engulfed the mantle, the filmmakers quickly extinguished the flames. And as they sat down with everyone, relieved the accident had passed, a loud sound was heard and suddenly the whizzing ceiling fan broke off and flew down and decapitated one (laughs) of the filmmakers. Relax. It was just the last part of the pitch. Like they actually had like a little video, I guess, that they played. Yeah, that tried to make it seamlessly. Yeah, yeah, they like, yeah, yeah. but that's, like, a, so, that's so I clever. Mean, obviously, they're filmmakers, <laughs> so they can get this stuff done really super great. But like, once you see that, how are you gonna say no for God's sakes? You know, what right? I mean? like that. That's just like a super amazing, fun story of how a movie got the yes, got the got the uh, the 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 people that back them and give the money to be like, you know what, dude, we're gonna give you a six film. Let's do it. Let's make it. I've always liked the uh, the Final Destination series, not because the movies are super great, to be honest. No, like, <laughs> it's not. I'm not watching it for acting or any of this. No, it's the interesting ways that people could die by yes. the crazy acts accidents. <laughs> like I love the fact that the movie is basically about death coming to claim his souls. Yes, but he doesn't show up with like a big ass scythe. He's an artist. Like that, death is an and, artist. Yeah, he doesn't show up. <laughs> Like a Michael Myers or a Jason Voorhees chopping people up, you know, with machetes or knives or anything. It death comes up with the craziest ways to kill you, and it's like, oh man, it's like I, you. Ha- I have fun 
uh, seeing those, especially the first couple of movies and the different ways that they were able to be creative and think about yeah. those kind of things, right? Right, like just to see them fan falling from the ceiling, cutting off somebody's head. Like that's how somebody dies on that movie and are those movies in that series. So it's fun and it's entertaining. It's definitely one of those movies, like people say, that you just shove popcorn in your mouth. But Dagan, man, are you excited about a Final Destination 6? I mean, you sound like you was excited. I actually about am. Yeah, I think in an era where like horror movies were, were were not all that great, I think recently, like within the last decade or so, they've they've really rejuvenated that genre um, and made it like kind of smart. But I I still want those horror movies that are just so, so silly and stupid. And Final Destination was was certainly in that era of like just stupid horror movies, you know. Uh, uh, but I think very clever in the sense that what you're just talking about, it's like kind of like the uh, A Thousand Ways to Die series it's just finding the most clever and unique and interesting and most disgusting and brutal ways to die and, and sticking them in a movie uh you, you know it's it's a very simple concept i actually think it was it is crazy uh this concept i think originated from a a, a discarded x-files so talk about the x-files again a discarded x-files script which is basically these these teenagers uh, have this horrible accident where they all die and then it flashes back and one of them, it's a premonition that they see and then yeah. some of them escape uh, and the ones that escape death sort of hunts them down uh, and kills them in very unique and, and uh, brutal ways. So um, I've always liked these movies. I, I'm like you, Justin, they're, they're there to just go and have a fun time and stuff yeah. popcorn in your face and watch the, the murderous mangled. You know, it's a movie that you can have fun with that come out at yeah. the beginning of the year, like January yeah. through like March. So nobody's yeah. like really big in the cinema at the time, but you can still go have fun with it uh, and whatnot. Uh, but talking about mis mysteries, you know what? I actually am going to say this. This is one of the coolest mystery style like movie franchises to me of all time because we had Cloverfield, the very first movie. Yeah. Uh, then we got 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is super good, super well acted. It's so Very different. interesting in the fact yeah. that like, yeah, totally different style movie, but it's in that universe and you find out towards the end of the film, like what it is. And even Cloverfield Paradox, which I think could have been better if it would have had more money behind it, isn't a terrible movie because it takes uh, the Cloverfield series. It's pretty bad. <laughs> like, like I, I agree, like, the way it looked and, and a couple of things, but I guess not really the movie being great, but I like the story, the potential that that story could have had if it would have been executed better of, like, the people that are actually out in space and they're actually yeah. kind of dealing with some stuff. And then as they're out there, they're not on Earth. And then they end up finding out, like, oh, shit, like, there's things happening. Stuff's going on. And they possibly could have been part of, like, what caused it to start to happen or whatnot. Like, so I, I actually think that was a very interesting premise, but like I said, they just didn't execute as good as they did. I enjoyed Cloverfield. That's one of the last movies with like the people holding the, uh, the found video footage. camera found footage style movies Yeah, that I really actually enjoyed and loved. Uh, and uh, like I said, 10 Cloverfield Lane is like an actual, like great movie. Like it's actually a really good movie. So like, uh, Three of the uh, one of the three isn't all that great. Like I said, I like the idea of the story and thought it could have been done better. But with that being said, I'm kind of excited about like uh, 
this fourth film coming out. But like any other Cloverfield stuff, like you, they ain't a lot of. Uh, it's actually surprising they're actually going ahead and telling us it's a Cloverfield movie, because yeah, 10, Clover, ten Cloverfield Lane and the Cloverfield Paradox actually wasn't. We didn't know anything about them as far as them being a Cloverfield movie until they released the trailers. And on this one, they're actually telling us beforehand. So like, yeah, man, I hope uh, this is actually like, I hope this turns out to be good. Cause I actually, this is one of those underlying franchises that are kind of underrated. I think it could be an underdog. And if they were to actually have. Hey, they're two for three. Yeah. If they actually were to have another good movie and be three for four. I don't know, man. It might start picking up some steam. And cause, cause I actually do think that the world that they built, I mean, the world's earth, but like, the the world they built on earth you know what i'm saying like with the stuff that's happening and everything is pretty cool i think it's a cool idea and when the the cloverfield uh stuff they did stuff really cool stuff like on uh, 10 cloverfield lane like on the internet about these like uh businesses and stuff like that like where you could go like sneak and find and it looked like you were solving a puzzle online i thought that stuff was like really super cool really super fun so like i'm kind of rooting for this movie to to be good and to, to actually be great so this franchise can get like maybe even more if this right here turns out to be good but like what do you think yeah um yeah i agree with you the first two cloverfield movies uh are great i, I really like the first one uh as you're mentioning the viral marketing campaign the stuff on like the internet like the clues and all that kind of stuff was very yeah. brilliant i thought uh and both those movies, I think, are very—they're so different, but they—they—they they work so well on their own. But I think the problem with the third one, with Cloverfield Paradox, is that they had this really generic uh, kind of space horror type of sci-fi movie uh, that they then decided, well, well, we'll sell it to Netflix and we'll slap the Cloverfield name on it and shoot a couple things to sort of tie it back into that universe. And really didn't work, I don't think, at all. Uh, I think maybe there was an idea for a cool concept in there, but uh, just didn't work for, I think, a lot of people. J.J. Uh, Abrams has said that there's a, a like a direct sequel to the original that's been in the works for a while. Uh, so maybe that's what this could be. I know that there, there's a name that was thrown out there that actually signed on to direct this thing. Uh, here, as I, as I may very unpreparedly pull up my notes... Um, and my technology decides it doesn't want to work. Of course, this is just brilliant. Uh, it'll be Babak and Bari. Thank you, Babak and Bari. Yeah, and JJ Abrams will be doing the producing. Yeah, so uh, it is interesting, as you noted, that they're just kind of straight up saying this is a Cloverfield movie. But then again, they could say that this is in the works, but not tell us. And then there's like going to be some other. They release a trailer, and they we don't really know what it is, and then it's revealed to be Cloverfield. So. Um, there's definitely potential here, but I think they, they got to be careful to not like do what they did with Cloverfield Fair, uh, paradox, but we do have a phone call, uh, Justin here. If you guys, uh, those listening yeah. want to call into the show, 818-269-7691 is the number. Uh, we got our, uh, great patron supporter of the show here on the line. It is Partis. How's it going, Partis? Yeah. What's up, Partis? Jeff? Hello. Hello. Megan and Justin, how's it going? Big fan of the show. Hanging in there, hanging in there. Long, long time uh, listener, first time caller, that kind of kind of deal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, how's it going? How are your tweet? Oh, doing good. How are y'all doing? Doing pretty good, man. Nice. I was going to call in and say, Megan, I saw your tweet earlier about Don't Worry Darling. 
And I want to get yes without spoilers, <laughs> without spoiler territory. Like your thoughts on the oh film. my gosh, uh yeah man, I I was not a fan of this movie. I like the first I, again non spoilers, but like the first two thirds of the movie kind of were interesting, and I was a, a little bit curious to see where it was going. But then once they get to that third act and like the there's a big reveal, a big twist. I won't say what it is. You just kind of a yeah. face, uh, Captain Picard face palm. Like, oh man, that's really that's what that's what the big reveal is. Uh, I thought it really fell flat. Good performances from Chris Pine and uh, Florence Pugh, who's Florence Pugh is amazing uh, in anything that she's in. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but uh, and Harry Styles is style. Harry Styles is fine. He's he is he's there. Um, but it, overall, overall as a movie, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to use an old joke here. I'd give it a six out of nine, a six out of nine for don't worry, dar darling from me. Uh, was no, I mean, to be honest, it's probably more like a four out of 10. <laughs> Cause it's just like the ending is just well, so like, uh, and it, she's uh, Olivia Wilde is so in your face with the, like, Oh, this, this is an analogy for this thing. And like, I guess the underlying mm -hmm. message is that men are horrible. Um, the man is bad, I guess. Hey, listen. So, basically, not for me. what Dagan is telling the people out there in the universe is that this movie was a friggin' turd. It is. It was a turd, man. It's and you turd. can't polish a turd. <laughs> you can't polish it, man. A turd is a turd. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that is exactly what Dagan's saying. He's saying, don't waste your money. Wait till What's it comes out on streaming services, what I hear from Dagan. There I it mean, is. Yeah. If you're bored on a Sunday afternoon, uh, and it's on streaming, like, sure, why not? But uh, it is definitely not worth the uh, the 18 minute standing ovation. Um, you know, well, we, uh, <laughs> well, we partists, we know you work at a movie theater. We know that even though Dagan doesn't mm -hmm. like it, that you'll go see it yourself. So, like, when you do go see it, pull back up this Sorry. video. Yeah, pull back up this video whenever you go see it and leave a comment oh, saying what you it. think about the movie. What's that? You've seen it? Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. So what did you what did you think of it? Yeah, what did your uh wow, really Live on air? Maybe a I gave it a 10 out of 10. What? Wow. Okay. So wow. Totally opposite from Dagan. Totally opposite. I am in love with this movie. Performances were amazing. I love the story, the production design, incredible. Costumes, the score was so chilling. Like every, like the needle drops for each time the score is played. It's like incredible, like Chef's Kiss. And yeah, I just, I, Olivia Wilde's two for two, two for two now. Wow, so a very different opinion there. Yeah, yeah I'm and sorry. Funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah. enough, I went to the Harry concert last night in Austin. That fucking Harry Styles, man. You know what he did? He he one-upped Fish. I'm very angry at him for one-upping Fish. Fish had a banner at the top of Madison Square Garden, 13 straight nights uh, at the Garden, sold out uh, 13 nights in a row, and Harry Styles goes, hold my beer, I'm going to do 15 nights at MSG. So now Harry Styles has his fucking banner at the top of Madison Square Garden, says 15 nights in a row. But I bet you Harry Styles didn't play didn't repeat a single song like Fish did for 13 straight. 13 concerts in a row at MSG, each concert about three hours long. They didn't play us the same song twice. 
the entire 13 nights. I don't think Harry Styles can do that. I we think Harry Styles played right the same now. fucking song every night. Same Thank shit, you. same tell us. Yeah. Thank you, Party J. <laughs> Thank you, Party. Call, man. Thank you for giving us your, your thoughts, but Dagan says you don't know shit. Okay. You don't know shit. <laughs> you don't know nothing. Oh, shit. This movie sucks. Uh, listen, it's hard for a movie to get have parties have bad reviews. I mean, there are movies out there that I've heard parties say sucked, right? But in most yeah. cases, there's not a lot of movies, though, that parties comes out and says, oh, this is terrible. He always is positive, which is good. That's not bad. I'd rather somebody be positive than be a damn downer all the Very time. Very angry that Harry Styles fucked up Fish's consecutive run at oh, MSG. Oh, God, yeah, who cares, man? I mean, come on, baby. <laughs> like, three people care about that, and you're one of them. You're like the yeah. the other two sending you postcards out there. And stuff. Dude, those motherfuckers are going to do, like, 20 nights at MSG, and they're not going to play the same song twice. It is what anyway. it is, man. You know what I'm saying? Some songs are just that good, man. You got to play it more than once. But like I said, thank you, parties, for calling in. Let's jump right into our final topic. Not when you can do night. a three-minute song and then 40 minutes of improv. But yes, all right, continue. But yeah, let's go Let's go into our final topic of the night unless we have another caller. Uh, and it is about Fantastic Four. Deadline is reporting that uh, uh, Kaplan and Springer have been hired to write the script for the upcoming fans, uh, Fantastic Four film. Uh, they were working with newly hired director uh, Matt Shackman and Marvel Studios' Kevin Feige to align their visions for the project. Okay, here goes the thing. I keep getting worried and more worried about this because, like, I feel like this is the most pressure that Marvel should have on a movie. I think you should have your best guns on a movie like this because of the pressure, because Fantastic Four movies have bombed. They've been crap. Uh, that For whatever reason, we can't get a good Fantastic Four movie. And this is another thing. Like, I'm a little worried. I'm not super hyped about the director because, like, don't have a lot of, like, trust or whatever in this guy yet and then these two writers although they've been hot like as far as they've been selling all kinds of like scripts and stuff in the past year they really are new to the scene they're they they do not have the experience now maybe this is one of those crazy things that works because you go and get somebody out of the regular film studios audience <clears throat> or studio like in the working machine that's in there in hollywood and you get somebody outside of it to come to get to get somebody to come in outside and come in and actually put a fresh look on it. And it actually turns out to be like all oh, the best decision ever. But with that being said, because of the pressure <clears throat> that we have going into this film for it to be good because of all the other ones not being that good at all. Like I'm getting kind of worried about this one, man. Dagan. Yeah. I mean, you, I, you have high hopes for this film or. I mean, I guess like it, the bar is set so low with the Fantastic Four that it's like you know if they, listen, if they give us a good movie, I'm gonna be happy with it. But I don't know if I trust these writers, man. Like here's one. This is a picture of Jeff Kaplan that I'm gonna pull up on the screen. Here, uh, this I, I I don't know. I don't know about this. Is that you really want this guy writing your Fantastic Four movie, Justin? I don't know. He looks just enough nerdy to be like, <laughs> bruh. I mean, he he does. A, he, he looks like an older nerd, but he looks like a nerd. So, like, he probably could get uh, this done. Like, to be honest with you, he, he this might be one of those shocks. You know what I'm saying? Like, where this is actually a good choice. Like I said, throwing new blood at it might be the right decision, but you better make the right decision because if this movie craps out and this movie's not good and it's another Fantastic Four failure, like everybody's going to be second guessing the director. They're going to be second guessing these writers and everything else. They're not going to second guess Kevin yeah. Feige because Kevin Feige 
involved in the projects. The one person in here that's been the solid, like, you know, rock holding the MCU together and like uh, putting out all these great movies or help putting these like stories together and stuff like that and, and putting them in order the where they should be like a puzzle piece. He's done great. You really can't uh, get pissed off or, or say anything bad about him because of that. So like, but all these choices are making leading up to it though, can be questioned. Yeah. It's interesting. They're getting guys in there that are, they don't have a lot of names to their or the stuff to their credit, which could be a good thing. or could be a bad thing. You know, like Taika Waititi, it wasn't, it had, didn't have the biggest filmography. What we do in the shadows was like his biggest thing coming in and he knocked it out of the park with Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Love and Thunder, maybe not so much, but this is a different story. So I think that like, you know, maybe bringing some guys in there, give it a fresh take is what we need. Uh, I definitely, I think with a lot of people, people on the internet get very angry. I think, and there was a lot of anger that they didn't announce the cast at D23, but this movie is still a few years off. I, I think that they're still trying to figure that out. Uh, I, I, although I still think it's going to be John Krasinski in, in some form or another. So um, I, I will see. That's what I'm like more interested than the director and the the writers and everything like that is who they're going to get to play these characters. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely I think a, a a wait and see type of deal with this one. Well, I'm glad you ended your speaking because like usually this is something that we say, ah man, we're going to do an hour show, and it ends up being like an hour and a half or some bullshit, right? Like this is one of the few times that we actually have the chance and the opportunity Fucking to have pros. a nice, clean, crisp <laughs> hour. And as we go out, guys, I just want to say thank you, Darth Vader. Thank because he is the real Darth Vader to me. Thank you, James Earl Jones, for being the guy that you are, the guy that you were, and the guy that you will be, and the legacy that you have put up there just from a voice. It's amazing how someone could really get into the 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 just hierarchy of the world just from a voice and with that being said i can't say anything else about it y'all have a good night until next time peace new shoes new tracks like who's that i'm new come back better than last year it's a new me never gonna look back never gonna look back Cause damn i was built to last you move slow when i move fast and that's back only I can make a change, slowly take a step today. I will